What's up, people? I'm back with another episode of a Music in Time podcast. On this episode, we're breaking down NATO C's 2008 debut album, You Know My P. I have with me Tinya Alunge, a brand ambassador, artist manager, and all-round industry guy, as well as Maya Waido, who's the editor-in-chief and publisher of Culture Custodian. This episode is pretty exciting. I can't wait for you guys to listen. Welcome to Music in Time. I've got with me two very interesting people who are connected, well-connected to this album, right? Maya Waido, he's a lawyer and a publisher, publisher of Culture Custodian. Yeah. You should check it out if you haven't if you haven't seen it, uh, if you haven't read the website or gone through any of the articles, culturecustodian.com, right? Yep. And I have Tinya Alunge. Uh, yes, we are cousins. Um, <laughs> and, but he's, he's very well connected to the NATO C, you know, my peace story. And, um, you know, in the course of this, um, you know, um, episode, we would go further into that. I want to start this episode with a story. 2006, I believe I'm in Eloring. So I'm schooling in university of Eloring. Um, Storm All Stars and Big Brother Nigeria, the first edition of Big Brother Nigeria, right? They are doing a tour and they come to Eloring. So I have a friend who was, you know, in our music space. Um, his name is, if I remember, Toyin Gewa or so. Yeah, He's, he was close friends with Sasha. I think they were cousins or something. So he got us in Quara Hotel. If anybody who's been to Eloring, you know that Quara Hotel around 2006 was... Was the ish, <laughs> you know, but not now, but then, you know, it was the, it was the uh, premium hotel, right? So we had the lobby, we have about six or eight guys, you know, circled around Sasha. Sasha is like, you know, the number one female artist. Record, She's yeah. signed to Storm Records. It's a huge deal, right? And so we're asking her different questions. When is her album coming out? You know, she had just released Adara as a single, you know, and all that. And she was building up to her album coming out. And so I asked her, I said, which other rappers other than you and Ikechuko are on the label right now? And she says, oh, there's a guy called Nito C. You need to watch out for him. He's really good. You know, then I'm listening to another interview on the Lagos radio station and she's talking about Nito C again. I think Nito C was backing her up on stage and all that. That was my first introduction to, to Nito. And I think the next thing I saw was sitting on top of the video on Sound Play on Sound City. And I and I just told myself, this is different. This is way different from anything we've been listening to from Nigeria or even Africa. What was your introduction to Nito C? Um my introduction dates. They were like different introductions. Mm. So I it's funny that you mentioned Big Brother because you know Big Brother at that time was done by Storm. Yeah, Storm they Vision. handled the production. Yeah. So like that was when that Storm era was like coming heavy. Yeah. Gary was just coming out. Sasha was just coming out. Jasmine. Yeah, all those guys. And then I remember like, do you remember like Big Time on 90.7? On Omeo, yeah, yes. So he used to play all these like mixtape Nigerian rap tracks at, at the time. So this was like Big Brother was happening Sasha was coming out and there always used to be like these little like Nato C snippets at the time. Mm. So he'll play like all these Nato C and Ikechuku freestyles. But then I didn't know who Nato was. I didn't know his name. I just knew that Amo. There's this guy in Storm 
that has like this fresh pee. Yeah. And a lot of people are talking about him. And I then remember one time when um, we were doing a concert in my school, yeah. Darwin College. And then Issa had just started like... Issa Sika. Yeah, he had just started working with Storm at the time. Yeah. And then he came and he was like, oh, that his cousin, his cousin is about to blow up, blah, blah, blah. That his cousin should give them the show. And then Nito performed. This time nobody knew him. Nobody knew who, who he was. Yeah. But like from that performance, he had like a cult following. Right. So it was a sort of thing where it was like a DRB movement where a lot of people didn't know this guy, but there was like a small set of you that knew that mother is this Nito C guy. Yeah. Exchange songs on like infrared. This was before sitting on top. So yeah. So it was like mixtape tracks, like world famous academy time. So I basically knew it from like I'll say like that storm movement, like me being on Issa, then like ninety point seven, Big Brother Niger. Mm. So it was like that era. I don't know what year this was. It's probably between two thousand six to two thousand eight. Yeah. 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 My For me, it was um, I went to school with a guy whose dad worked in Storm at the time. So this guy, you know, if you remember Storm then, they used to have those t-shirts. Yeah. Those like the very, iconic. Yeah, those iconic and iconic very cool t-shirts. t-shirts. Yeah. And this guy always used to have those t-shirts. And I remember he was much older than us. I think maybe he was in like year 12 when we were in year nine. But I remember he had said something about this guy called Nito C. And it's probably, I mean, I'm a nerd. So like these things, I would internalize it, but it didn't really make that much sense. And then I remember maybe a year or two later, I was watching Channel O one day and I saw those t-shirts again. And that was a sitting on top video. And I mean, for anyone who liked hip hop, like this was hip hop the way you liked it. Yeah. Like very, it sounded, if they didn't tell you he was Nigerian, you w- probably wouldn't have known. But then you're seeing those t-shirts, you're, see, you're hearing the raps, you're hearing like the Niger references yeah. and you're just like, yo. Like nothing ever yeah, like what the hell is going on here? And then it was just from there where it was like, you know what, this guy's cool, this guy's coming. And then the next things you heard kind of just kept on like building up from like that. What he had created. Yeah, from the base. Let's listen to Sitting on Top. We take it higher till we sitting on top. Sitting, sitting on top. Sitting, sitting on top, top. Like it or leave it, this is just another notch. Moving, moving to yeah. the top till I'm sitting on quack, quack. You know about the schemes, motivated by the cream. So we can put it in the pocket, spend it all on fancy things. Young with abundant hundreds, it's how I want it, Lord. That's why we working hard, that's why I'm working hard. I used to work in jobs to get a couple cops. But no matter how you add them up, you never fatten up. Lux looking slim and not really looking fat enough. So some of us be in the kitchen, whipping that batter up. And if you listen, you already know the plan for bucks. Had to man it up. Had to bag it up. And then pack it up. Make it harder, pass it up. Like HIV. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. All of a sudden, after making all that change, had to make a bigger change. Put 180 on the game. Blame. Being smarter. Stuff the trash with what he harbor. Took a step back to shape it up. Just like the bar. We take it higher till we sitting on time. So once this record comes out, right? Comes out with the video. It's playing on radio. Everybody starts to ask. I mean, those who want to know who's Nero C, who's this guy? Why is he different? You know, the climate of hip hop in 2007, right? Just before a year before, you know, my P dropped. dropped. 
the climate at this time was a lot of um, boom bap hip hop. So it was, you know, ruled by the mode nines, overdose, thoroughbreds and co, right? And internationally, hip hop had started to cross over to the South. 2006 was the year of the South. So you're talking about Young GZ, TI and co. And Nigerian hip hop artists didn't like that sound. It was very New York, East Coast, you know, kind of music. So to see this guy in real time, create that kind of sound that the South was rocking yeah. to and do it here and give it to us fresh. I think before him, any other person who had done what was currently being done at the time was Sauce Kid. Yeah. Other than that, it always took Nigerian artists two, three years to catch up yeah. to the sound. Yeah. So right now, if you listen to an album released in, and no matter how good the album is, released in 2007 and compare what was being done in 2007 internationally, well, there was a big disconnect. Yeah. Bonito immediately kind of bridged it. Yeah. You know, and we started to ask, who's Neto C? I remember reading Sound City magazine and Storm Records had a full page, you know, cutouts highlighting and showcasing all their artists. You would see Jazzman, you know, all the artists, right? And Neto C was there. So who is this guy? It's 2006 or seven. You're not no. Googling him now. No. You know, Facebook is just new, right? Yeah. yeah. So you, there's nothing much to read about. There's no there's no Twitter to ask your friends, right? Yeah. So it's either you know it or you don't you know don't. it. So there was this mystery around the guy. Yeah. Very, you know, so, so much mystery because you're going to the shows, you don't see him at the shows. Yeah. It just pops in and pops out. And I think that kind of helped his branding a lot. Yeah. What do you guys think? I think like so the funny thing is I feel like that storm era had like a lot to play. And like Neto came at the perfect time. I feel like Neto came actually at the perfect time. Cause for me, that's like a golden era of Nigerian hip hop that me I hold dear. Yeah. So like the boom bap era, I was really into it, but I feel like I outgrew it. I wanted the people that I liked there to sort of grow out of it. Yeah. I felt like I left them there at some point. But I really cherished it. When Neto came, it was like, okay, Mado, like, this guy is doing it on a fresh pee. Mm-hmm. You know, on like, I can really relate to this guy. He makes Nigerian music seem cool. Yeah. You know. But like, at the same time, he was still like that best kept secret that like, only a few people knew about. And I was even skeptical. Mm. Because I was like, oh my, this guy is mad. I love him. But I don't know if he will blow. Yeah, because you could you be know? in that bubble of... Because I felt like this is like bubble music. Like, yeah. It's me <laughs> is and my it, island is friends. Is the target that, audience yeah. big enough? It's like, it's me and my island friends that are rocking to this place. I don't know how it's going to... We're rocking to it on the mainland. Too. Yeah, but apparently, <laughs> over, gave them, he yeah. moved. Yeah, yeah. But I was, I was excited, but I felt like I was still a bit like, Mm. I'm not is sure. He, is he going to just be a niche artist? Because I then. you had friends who were making music in that space yeah. already and they were very niche, right? Yeah. So is this just going to be and another niche like, artist? I used to see a lot of people that, a lot of brilliant artists that would come, release like two songs and go, you know. I used to listen to Big Time every single day. Yeah. And he used to bring all these like dope ass artists. Who were Nigerians. Nigerians and they come with like a mad sound and I thought Nato would be one of those guys. Can't lie. Mm. I think the point about like obviously um him leveraging what Storm had. Yeah. But I think you the other thing that you kind of we've kind of not looked at is basically what was the trend at the time. Yeah. So 
2006 to 2008. That was the end of Obasanjo's second term. Yeah. That was when probably one some of the best days this country has had because if you look at it globally, there was kind of like a recession was coming. Yeah. And there was... So now everyone is trying to go to Canada. Yeah. But what's happening at that time was people were coming back to Nigeria. Yeah. All these guys were seeing what was happening yeah. and yeah. were coming back. So we had... Economically, a, the country yeah, was... economically, was it was prospering. Yeah. And then we had a thing where like the best practices. So all these guys had gone to America, gone to England. Gotten all the skill, the skill sets. sets. And come back. Because if you think... The, like the music groups that kind of ruled that period, you have Mohits. Those guys came back from London. Yeah. You had EME. Those guys came back from New yeah. York. Yeah. You had Storm. It's the same this thing. thing of if you come back, you blow. Yeah. <laughs> like think about it. Banky W. Shank, all these guys. Yeah. Banky W blew off a Rihanna cover. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, that, it was that. That thing itself it was a good PR spin on. He just came back. He just. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good PR spin Yeah. He was. was selling. Yeah, so that time. Yeah. so that, what yeah. we had was that time, not like that. <laughs> the, the the music like so it wasn't just like the mu- a musical trend it was actually like a general trend mm. so all these guys were coming back and they were infusing so like NATO was infusing normal hip hop like culture or what was popping at the time but with like Niger references so and he was also talking about things that like he was giving a lot of stories that weren't told yeah. Because I was, I was listening to the album coming here. Yeah. And I felt like, man, the fact that I was young then, there are some things I'm just catching now. So there's one song where he was like, um, six degrees is around the corner. I'll be there in minutes. Mm. <laughs> I'm at the club sipping water, trying to marry a missus or something like that. And it just clocked to me that more. Six degrees was 57. That's wow. what it was called that time. Wow. Wow. So I didn't get the lifestyle. I was like, at that time, who were the artists then? Like Conga. Conga is not rapping about 57. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you understand? yeah. It's like he's talking about Domino's Pizza, yeah, Saint Elmo's. I, I think it's like, that's, yeah, it's like lifestyle bars. Yeah, like, wow, you know, nobody really, even the Ketchuk wasn't giving them that sort of vibes. Mm. It was like the fresh guy, basically. Great, you want to say something? Yeah, and I think also the other kind of underrated element was I felt like basically people like me. So at the time, I don't think I'd seen anyone that like had the same um, perspective. The same perspective in Nigerian music. Yeah. So the band them were cool. But think about it. Nato is a guy that went to A-Hall. Mm. Like we knew he went to A-Hall. Yeah. We knew people that knew him when he went to Very A-Hall. So it's like, oh, yo, one of the first people from this, like, you know, this like island schools or whatever. Yeah is actually making it in the music industry. And, you know, that thing is a very powerful, like, rollout plan. Yeah. <laughs> because if you're going to do a concert or whatever, those guys are going to come because yeah. it's, like, it's the they can identify yeah. with it. Yeah. 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 I want to I want to talk about Storm Records and the influence they played in breaking out Neto C. First question is, do you think, and let's put in perspective before I ask the question, Storm Records had Dari, right? Yeah. yeah he had... Jasmine Olofin, yeah. who was the original, or I would say the first, the 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 first version of a Dibanch, yeah. was a Jasmine Olofin, right? They had Jasmine, they had GT, GT the guitar man, they had Ike Chuku. They had really good, and 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 you know the branding of the of of the label was, was top notch. Yeah. Kenny's music had ruled heavy. for a very long time, right? But Storm Records branding was top notch. Yeah. They had distributed albums for Jimmy Jats. 
They had distributed two albums shorts. for LD. LD yeah. You know, they signed LD, um, um, two shots. You know, they had Sasha. It was it was a big label that had so many top-notch artists. And yeah. do you my question now is if Neto had done this with someone else or done this as an independent artist, do you think he would have had the same impact? Um, you know, coming so. into the industry. I don't think so too. I don't think so. I don't think so. That year, that storm movement was deeper. Like, it was deeper than music. Like, mm. Mnet, like, a lot of the shows from Mnet were done by Storm Vision. Yeah. A lot of the big concerts were done by Storm. Yeah. Like, Obi Asika approached that game, like, on a Dangote P. And it's similar to this Neto story. Obi and Neto stories are very, are very similar. You know, like, Obi is from a very, very wealthy background. Yeah. yeah. Very, very. And I feel like he was probably, like, the first person with that amount of resources and connections. Yeah. And know-how to enter the game. And he entered it deep. So it was like, the way them NATO were moving, they were like industry plants. Yeah. Like, with Storm, you couldn't go wrong in that small era. Yeah. You couldn't go wrong if you were signed to them and you played your part well. Yeah. Because entering Storm later, I saw that you had to align. Yeah. But if you played your part well, you did well by Tola and Obi. Yeah. They will plant you everywhere. Every big show was consulted by them. Yeah. Every TV show was consulted by them. The industry was them. So they had they really had the resources. Yeah. yeah. Even like Tola Odunsi, if you know that, yeah, he's the one that used to give out the endorsement. Mm. It was Polo before Polo. Yeah. Like, it was deep, oh. <laughs> it was deep. I want us to talk about how Neto became the second iteration of the rap, the rap star Storm wanted to push out. The first iteration, obviously, was Ikechuku. You know, and he had released his debut album, Son of the Soil, in 2006. And while, you know, it made a lot of noise, there were also a lot of, you know, there was all this comparison with DMX. You know, there was all this, what's this guy saying? What was he trying to do? And I and I understand Ikechuku, right? The Son of the Soil album, he was trying to marry being like, you know, a westernized artist with a local artist. artist. So that's how the album sounded. But the album wasn't able to crack the market the way Storm wanted. Because if Storm goes, Storm goes big. They don't do average, right? Yeah. So Neto just seemed like the second iteration of the rap star they wanted, a male rap star. They had Sasha, who was amazing, but they wanted a male rap star to really push and drive it in. And I think the brilliant thing Obi, Tola, and um, Olisa did was place Neto beside Ikechuku. Ikechuku was almost like the bigger brother and was just beside him and said, okay, you guys, roll together. Ikechuku has learned and gotten all the experience from dropping his own debut, the mistakes he made. If he's beside Neto, Neto won't make those mistakes again. And there's like a lot of credibility because Ikechuku had that, you know, while Neto was like the body boy. Yeah. And Ikechuku had that grit and grimy thing around him and it's almost yes, like they placed them together and said, okay, let's do it again for a second WFA. time. Should we play sitting? Should we play, you know, uh, you know, you know, you should know, know my beat. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> let's play, you should know my beat. You should know about me. You know where I be. I represent the cheese. They call me Nato. Nato said, this is so much cheese. They represent the cheese. You should know my beat. They call me Nato. Nato said, I 
which is Neto, Kenny Big Deal blowing up. I really want to, you know, go back to the Ikechuku synergy yeah. and how smart they were to understand that to sell, you know, a rap star, you have to sell it with culture. Yeah. And we can talk about how Neto and, you know, some of the things he did has actually gone into culture and, you know, over 10 years later, it's still present, right? Yeah. But I want to talk about World Famous Academy. You know, if 50 Cent is coming out, he's coming out with G-Unit. Yeah. If Jay-Z is coming out, he's coming out with Rockefeller Records. You know, Jarul is coming out, is with Murder Inc. You always have to create a community. That's what it is at the end of the day for people to belong to. And they kind of did it with World Famous Academy. NATO had serious music. His production yeah. outfit, he was working with, you know, creating his songs and everything. But World WFA was the ish. And... You should know my P, the video kind of, you know, and the song kind of just projected World Famous Academy yeah, because Nito, yeah. um, Chiku mentioned it in there. And then we started to see the logo. We started to see the t-shirts. We started to see the merchandise. How is How important is it? And let's compare it to 2020. Is it is it still relevant to actually create something like that? A crew today? Yeah. Yeah. You know the game. Today's game is almost do it how you how you wish or or, or is today's game stand culture where you create to be honest I think it's a, an FC I think it's different elements so for the big guys you need an FC you need stand culture yeah so but for the smaller guys so like you need a community mm. yeah so you look at something like the Altair community now yeah. If we get down to it, there's no. It's not like there's a particular sound that is alter. Yeah. yeah, it's just a collection. It's a community of people yeah. who kind of have the same. There's some commonalities. Okay, same background. Oh, same, went yeah. to the same schools. Yeah, whatever. Same but producers. Same producers, and you build like, and it's kind of because what's happened is one person gets successful, and it's kind of you know there's always a like chain reaction. Yeah. One other person benefits from it. The other person benefits from it. So I do think like, it's just not in the way we think about it. It's not like you're going to come out with a click. Yeah. Uh, because if you think about it, all the guys that came with clicks, all of them are making solo music now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're not like that again. Yeah. They're not like that. They're not like that. But I feel like that WFA movement was necessary. Mm. It was necessary for NATO. I feel like Ikechuku being the wilder one was the one to enter the game and fight all the battles first. Yeah. 
I feel like it was smart that they put him as like the the first person to and the, even the, the way John Storm the Baptist. did it. I feel like Neto, eh, everything was set up for him because one thing we haven't even really discussed is you know Neto like he was very influential in recording Sasha's album. I'm yes. gonna go there. Yes. Oh, yes. we're gonna go. Yes. Sasha's album starts with Neto's voice. We're, we're <laughs> actually we we are definitely gonna go there. So he was really yeah Neto. Fa- Neto really facilitated that storm sound mm. because now you mentioned serious music, so that was like Et Quick, right? Et Quick, VC Perez, Ty Mix, Ty Mix that Neto brought from Abuja. Yeah. So now, if Ty Mix would be this big in Lagos without Neto, we don't know. Mm. Because from what me I know, Sha, Neto is the one that brought him to Lagos. Yeah. Right? From yeah. what I know, I think Ty Mix had even doubled a bit in yeah. Lorraine before moving to Abuja uh, before coming to Lagos. Yeah, and he was. From the stories, I think by the time I was getting to Lauren was when he had left. left so I, I used yeah. to hear stories of, oh, regular guy was, you know, trying to come up yeah. and everything, yeah. So that storm sound was actually Neto's sound. Because mm. Adara, that's Sasha's skinny in the voice. You hear Neto's voice in the yeah, background. Yeah. background. Like, it's very... Before it we get there, we're going to get there, yeah. right? I want to talk about the single that blew Neto out. And I can remember where I was, what I was doing... I think I was going to buy dog food or something. I was listening to it on my, you know, those small transistor radios, right? Yeah. And this is probably Rhythm or Cool FM. And they play Kinney Big Deal. Yeah. And it was at this point for me, I said, okay, he's cracked it. Because all NATO needed, he there was the hype, there was everything. It was there. It was he just needed... Following. He needed the hit. He needed that, yeah. that yeah. radio record that was yeah. going to cut it. And once I heard Kinney Big Deal... I gave it to him immediately and I said, okay, this is the record that is going to blow this guy. You know the other thing they did? They dropped the video almost immediately after the song mm. came out. The video was amazing. Until today. Yeah, especially because when you, you know, like, it was very high tech. Yeah. Oh, it was yeah. very, like, you watched it and it was like, yo, this is like something. So, you know, because back in the day, it's very easy to forget a song. It was yeah. very easy to forget a song. Videos back in the day, Videos, videos were, were proper, proper marketing like, tools yeah, to push were, records. Videos were important Unlike back then. Today, you know? Because that, yeah. that was the time when you would go on MTV Base to go and hear the new songs. Yes. And watch fresh. And watch like... like so you would go on MTV, TV, Base, TV, Channel TV channels still had the eyeballs. They yeah, commanded. Yeah. They commanded a serious number of eyeballs. So you were going to Sound City. You were you going to... Um, MTV or you were going to Channel O. Yeah. And if your records would be played there at prime time, oof, you'd blown up. Yeah. Kenny Big Deal, just the composition of the record. The guy puts, his Kenny Big Deal, Shebi, Shebi, where on fire. He dumbs down, typically dumbs down the hook to match the target audience. What, yeah. what must have been going through his mind at that time? Do you think he knew? So funny thing is, at that time, eh, so Kenny Big Deal, I heard Kenny Big Deal like months before it came out. Hmm. Because, so I spoke about this show when Neto came and performed. Yeah. Right? Neto performed at Darwin twice. So the second time he came, he had done sitting on top. He hadn't done You Know My P. Yeah. But he had Kenny Big Deal. And Asa played it in the car. And in my head, I was like, what the fuck is this, man? This is amazing. Yeah. I know you don't hear anything again. You don't hear the song again. But you remember like, it, it, it messes with your mind. Thing, you know. And then he performed it at the Headies before it came out. Hmm. When Ikechuku performed. That yeah. was, I really feel like things were set up for Neto. He performed there at the head is before it came out. And then I heard it. And I think the week after, yeah. they now dropped it. And when I... It was very obvious that it was going to be a hit. Because the video... They went to SA. Yeah, no, the video was... High the video was... 
created like it was being created for yeah. an iconic song. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't, was, wasn't Vanilla stuff. That video was I very purpose driven. <laughs> yeah. I had the opportunity to sit with Obiasika, not on an interview, but we're talking. You know, I, I, he came to my office and we're talking about something else. But you know, I would always drag him back to. Give me some very mad backstories. Oh, we have stories. Yeah. And we need to get him on the podcast. And, you know, he told me the story of Kenny Big Deal. Nito had recorded like 60 records. They had like records, right? And he was like, give me the record that is going to blow you out. I know you have these mad records. Give me one record. And he says when he heard the record, he told Tola immediately, fly these boys to SA, shoot a video. Oh, by the way, take Ikechuku. He's not on the record, but just put him in the video. Make sure you put them in suits. It's familiar. Yeah. Make sure. Yeah. So that was the point to just drive more, you know, uh, um, um, credibility, so, sort of credibility. And make sure you put them in suits and just kill it. And like you guys said, we watched the video. We knew these guys. See, just wearing the imaging and the the, the purpose driven. Then the Ankara image. hoodie. And then the Ankara hoodie. Yeah. I wanted that. That video was I wanted, very, that I video, saw it and I wanted it immediately. That video was yeah. very purpose driven. Yeah. It was like they knew what they wanted. They knew what they wanted. Video. Definitely. And I think with this storm story, eh, a lot of people shout, Oopsie, Obiasika is a genius. Yeah. But I feel like, man, people need to give Tola his props. Bobby Boulders, he directed yeah. the video. He has a lifestyle. Yeah. Lifestyle connoisseur. What yeah. of one of even my things. I think about I think Tola stuff. is definitely you know not celebrated. In he's fact, not. on song, and I think he's kind of stayed in the background himself because he's more of in the background. But we need to give him his props. Uh, you know, one of my things about Storm is it's like that Jay Z thing where when Jay Z blew, you knew all the guys who worked with him. Yeah, you knew Emery, you yeah. knew Beehive, yeah. you knew all those guys. That's how Storm was. <laughs> Like, I think of all the guys that have come out from that storm, like, building. So, yeah. you have, there's the OBE, there's the Olisa, there's the uh, Tola, there's Tia. Yeah. There's Tia intern there. Yeah. Tia worked Nelson there. Nelson Jack. There's yeah. Bizzle. Yeah. There's there all these guys Issa. who, like, right now, Ayo there's Issa. There's all these guys who are controlling the culture oh, yeah. that yeah. basically came manager. from that house Obiasika built. Yeah. And that's the one thing, like, because... I think they kind of went... When they went, they kind of just went suddenly. Yeah. But I think, you know... You just have to look at that education. So it's not even just the, like what they were doing. It's, those guys are still running the culture now, yeah. 10 years later. I mean, <laughs> 10, 15 Bizzle years and later. Bizzle is the plug. Yeah. <laughs> Both came from... Nelson Jack. Yeah. All stages. All stages. Okay. Let's play Kinney Big Deal. Kinney big deal, 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 k
So, Neto drops Kenny Big Deal, hits all the charts. He's finally broken through, right? Kids are singing the record. They're playing this record everywhere across the country, in the north, in the south, southeast, east, everywhere. Everybody's singing Kenny Big Deal, right? The next thing for him is to drop the album, right? Everybody's always expecting an album. It's not like um, 2020 where you can drop Lucy's and singles back to back to back to back. Once you have a hit record, you're going to drop an album because you're going in conversation with Alaba. Streaming is close to zero right now. So you have to... At that time, yeah. Yeah, you have to take you know, your CD to Alaba and say, I have a hot single that I'm working. They write you a big check. Yeah, and they write you a big check, give you an advance and all that. You know, one of my favorite things about the Nigerian industry is how the influence Alaba had. Yeah. Where, like, you go to Alaba, they tell you, yo, put Terry G on his song. Yes, yeah. Like, like, if you want to blow, like, <laughs> they that's were lit- it. They, they were literally They were literally the a and Yeah. They were. Yeah. They were. They were. Okay, so to put this album together, Neto is working with a bunch of brilliant guys, Right. VC Perez and TY Mix, these are till today some of the most talented producers when it comes to hip hop. Yeah. But a year earlier, Antinia had mentioned this. They had all worked on a previous album. Yeah. Right? And that was Sasha's First Lady. First Lady album. And this album basically became the sandbox to Storm. To to Storm, basically yeah. making albums and most especially making the You Know My P album. Mm. I want to play a song of Sasha's first lady album. It's called Only One, right? Mm. Neto just does uncredited vocals on the record. On the record. But I want you I want to play this record and I want you guys to think about See, you know song, my P album. This yeah. song is the blueprint to that storm sound. It's funny that you pick this song. I agree. Because this is a typical serious music production. I agree. This Sasha was, was like, Sasha Sasha Nikichi with the best drug. Let's listen to only one by Sasha. album is being made right he has vc perez he has ty mix these are two people who are who have been instrumental in creating sasha's you know debut album the year before and it goes into album mode 
and then the album drops. What was your first reaction when you heard the album in its entirety? Classic. I felt like it was like my album. <laughs> I, oh, there's something I need to talk about. You not Myra, you heard about the pee party, Abby? Yeah. Bro, see. Was that the one where he, he there was like a stage and he wore, the, did, he wore the scarf? No. Nito had this, there was this club called Vola in Jade Place that time, Adeola Deku. Yeah. And that was like, those guys, eh, they, didn't, they just didn't make music. They, they were lifestyle. Mm. So like, this time was when Issa had entered the storm, Ginger. Yeah. Issa and his White Sands boys that time <laughs> were running a heavy era. Bonafide, Bonafide crew. Yes, yeah. in our secondary school era at that time. Yeah. Them Issa, they were the ones that were moving all the babes, doing the hottest parties. They were the baddest guys. Yeah. It was Nito's cousin. So Nito now did this P party, right, to release his album. Yeah. But till today, that's one of the maddest parties I've ever been to. Now, first of all, that, 12, 12 years after, and you've been to a lot of That was my first time, yeah. And to put in context, you've been, been to a lot, lot of parties. parties. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of I throw parties for a living. Yeah. So, like, that one, first of all, that was my first time going clubbing. First of all, I remember begging my popsy, telling my popsy how important this party was to me. <laughs> <laughs> what time did you tell you had to get home by? I slept in Shegun Fosudo's house. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> So that there is no coffee because my you know pops in right? yeah 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 yeah. So basically, this party, eh, bro, like for us, this was the first party that like everybody came. Like imagine like in your secondary school, all the people in neighboring secondary schools. It's like the biggest deal. These are the age where teenagers they don't really care about Nigerian music. Nigerian artists don't move them like that. Yeah, they don't really die for them. But this Nato party wasn't a, oh, Nato C is doing a release party. It was almost this is the party to be. Because Nato was pushing it. Asa was pushing it. Tola Odunsi was pushing it. It was so, the effect that album had, it wasn't just like music. Mm. It was a, Omo, the lifestyle is coming to the forefront. That's how we took us. Like Omo, fresh lifestyle in Nigeria is now is now coming to the forefront. And so, this is the soundtrack yeah, for, to rock with This is from my own perspective, personally. I don't know if anybody else has this perspective. Yeah. But from my own perspective, for me, it wasn't about music. It was a lifestyle thing, you know? And I remember that party, bro, people were wearing suits. Girls were wearing gowns. In a club, bro. <laughs> you know those small Moe bottles that yeah. they just brought out now? Bro, I remember Tola Odusi bringing a bucket of those things. Wow. What, which year was this? It's 2008. I was in SS2. <laughs> so it was deep. Now, but on the music part though, except for like the whole aura that it brought, on the music part, I also felt like this is an album that I'm on. This type of rap I want to hear. Because then, I used to listen to a lot of like Elijah, all these guys. You know like HNIC Dr. G? Yeah. I used to yeah. do that midnight show. At Ray Power. Ray Power. I think on Saturday or something. Yeah. Funny enough, his DJ was Spinolo. Yeah. <laughs> DJ Spinolo worked at Ripper. Okay. But anyhow, I remember all those times, I used to listen to all those like boom bap, like you mentioned before. Yeah. But this album was like refreshing. Mm. You know, Soskid had given them. Yeah. But it seemed like it was a bit unserious. Yeah. Ikechuku's album <laughs> didn't really... It didn't, it didn't crack it. It didn't meet where... That album, it didn't crack you know, it. Tap like that. You could, you could, you could see that, like that his album was very experimental. But Nato just 
he just got it right. <laughs> he hit it there. I mean, I think Neto had the benefit of having seen what the other guys did. Exactly. Yeah. And learning from it and knowing what to do. So, like, Kenny Big Deal, I think, to be honest, even like we said earlier on, you can see the formula in sitting on top. Yeah. You know my P. And then Kenny Big Deal. Like, he, he drew. He, yeah. So, yeah. He, each record was drawing you in. And then the third one was like, you, you're back course. Yeah. <laughs> like, it just it connects immediately, but the thing like with the album, I also think it was very of its time. Like so, if you think about, you know, I think one of the album strengths was that it was like Tian said, it was selling lifestyle, but it was selling lifestyle in Lagos. So Lagos uh, has always been one of the most exciting cities in the world, but I don't think you ever had anything that was documenting it like yeah, that. It was never documented, yeah. And then there's also like the whole like digital element where he like the song Facebook. Yeah, like mm. where he's talking about, bro. That was the era where niggas were. That's how we were living that time. Babes, yeah. you Facebook never was a big deal. Babes, you never met. You would like send them messages on Facebook and start chatting with them, and yeah. then maybe you might strike something. Yeah, and, like it's Facebook yeah. love. Like it's very. It was just very. It captured all the little like nuances of you know what co- what popular culture was at the time. Yeah. So like, that's why it still holds up because there's the nostalgia element. You, yeah. When you go and listen to it now. You're remembering all those things that like formed part of your life in 2008, like all the little little things, yeah. and like yo, it's a classic. <laughs> it, is. <laughs> it is, it is. You 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 look at the album 12 years later, and you you can't even just call it a cult classic. You want to call it a classic. It's a classic. Yeah, the album marries successfully marries hip hop and pop music. Yeah. yeah, successfully, and this is the first time. Anyone has done you it. know anyone is doing it like clinically, right? Hip hop music, pop music, in the same two genres, and blending it very well. This is also the time where a lot of artists are trying to sing and rap on their records, and he's doing it with without effort. Two thousand and eight like, was a year of Lil Wayne for a reason. Yeah, uh, yeah. So like, he's doing it. He's doing it effortlessly. Like it's just coming to him. He's singing on a verse. He's rapping on a verse. He's taking his hooks himself. Like it's easy for him to 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 achieve. But what's the message on the album? You've talked about something. You talked about lifestyle. The album is almost like a soundtrack to the Lagos lifestyle. Yeah. But even moving further than that, what do you think the message of the album was? I think the message of the album was like a young person like finding his way. Because if you listen to like Lagos City Hustler, for instance, he goes from his journey being an Abuja child, yeah. an Abuja kid, to come to Lagos. And he even touches on, because, you know, in this Nigeria, no matter how rich your parents are, you will still see one or two. Yeah. So he even talks about... You get to some roadblocks. Yeah, he talks about those difficult times, like taking buses from Suleja. I don't even know where Suleja is. But taking buses, all that sort of stuff. So it's like basically the story of like a young guy that's finding his way. He is... From a good background, what Nigerians would tell me, a good background, but he has his own idea of how he wants to live his life. But whilst he's still charting this path, he's very, very aware of his background and he'll always carry himself in that way. So I felt like this album, because for me, from being young, I always knew that I wanted to be in entertainment. But I felt like because of the type of family I came from, it wasn't something that I was confident enough to say, at that time, sure. Yeah. Outwardly. Because you know, it was like, uh, how much are they making? All that sort of yeah. stuff. 
But I felt like Neto was basically that voice for those people that, okay, you feel like your parents, has, maybe your dad, for instance, is successful and you can't really tell him that, okay, this sort of lifestyle I'm trying to live. That's how me, I took the album. You know why? Because he raps about it as well. Why yeah. you yeah. saying that makes reminds me of, because at the time, Neto was my favorite Nigerian artist. Exactly, yeah. And when I'm describing him to my parents, I don't say Neto C. I say Kemachi Kweson. Hmm. Uh-huh. Because <laughs> who does music? Yeah, exactly. So like this guy is Kemachikweson who's doing music and he's successful at it. So whatever like doubts they had, that was probably going to elate because it's like okay if it's sure was the first excuse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you know if you're from a privileged background, of course your parents want you to be the next doctor engineer. Yeah. You know follow the line at which they are, and it was became like. The excuse to say this is also somebody it, yeah. who's very similar to me. Yeah. And if he's going down this route, please, that writing gig I have or those parties I want to attend, those I might as well do it yeah. because the guy is being successful at it. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Let's play Lego City Hustler. I think this song is stands like the Neto t- turns the mirror on himself on this it's record. It's a very honest song. Though. It's very honest. And then the Afrobeat element. The yeah. Afrobeat element. Shout out to T.Y. Mix. And um, the third verse is very, super important where he acknowledges his privilege. Yeah. However, he also says he's going through it just like anybody yeah. else yeah. and yeah. he's trying to hustle it. Yeah. You know? Let's listen to Lagos City Hustle. Cause I'm evil to be done for making money Bella bella foot till I'm jolly I'm in a hurry They like my groove, they don't see is what they call me All these yellow girls bling blinging like puffy Living lovely, the Lord don't like ugly So I dress fine no matter what it do cost me Trust who? Trust nobody. Trust me. Wherever you go, evil boys always lucky. Resurrected the perfected. Yep, we neck the neck it. They say we need the afro when the hop to be respected. I know as soon as they see me, they will generate the questions. How we made it through with westernized imperfections. Well, we improvise with an afro be selection. But something's good as any MC you want to mention. Why in my dimension, my invention is me. And my number one intention is for us to be free. To be free. Is the major issue. Naira comes to politics, and Lava comes to politics. Two M is not enough. Hopefully, with peace built, our boys can double up. I'm thinking we should push the music similar to SIM cards. Then the corporates shouldn't even have the same card. Why should I let them cheat me after being educated? Instead of being contradictory, they should elevate it. Music is the image part, branding is the business part. Hip hop is inevitable through the demographic. Before they heard my music show, they heard about the movement. And ironically, NATO 
see the first to really do this. Like a hip hop and Afro beat. Thank God for Bella Kuti. Inspiration, that's the things are just divine. Now, with that in my pocket, my hustle is a strong one. They want to see how this will pan out in the long run. But watch it's transparent And that's cause I use my brain without relying on my parents You bragging on your daddy's money Never hit the streets You're not better than the rest of us That hit the streets to eat Yes, the youth is misguided And need some orientation I'm from the 2% I still identify with 98 What you gonna tell me about my platform I built with two hands A couple raps on these beats that I rap on We just listened to Lagos City Hustler Now, for every time I've always tried to argue with people Who haven't listened to Neto C you know, in full album mode. And I've always argued that this guy is a top lyricist. This is always the record I've played. However, when Neto did come out with this album, a lot of hip-hop, you know, hip-hop heads or the hip-hop community sort of didn't, you know, welcome him that much. Even though when you listen to the album, you could clearly tell that this guy is a, his pen game is A. He's A1. Why do you think the hip-hop community didn't, you know, welcome him that much. It was it was a climate thing. Mm. You know, hip hop at that time, man, it was a very, backpack. it was very community driven. Yeah, even before the backpack, backpack was community, because yeah. they were releasing backpack music for the most part. Yeah. So boom bap, then backpack. Yeah, it was like a community. Like nobody wanted to dress like Mud Knight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <you get. laughs> and I felt like them guys, they were very defensive of their art. Yeah. Then Mud Knight should like if you come with that thing. Remember, they even tried to be dissing them rugged man that he raps in pigeon or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Hip-hop at that time, that's why, unfortunately, love to like those guys, but they sort of got it wrong. Mm. You know? Everything is progressive. Yeah. I felt like those guys, they were too much of that whole real hip-hop. Everything yeah. is real hip-hop. Everything is real music. Nothing is fake. You know, the funny thing is... I'm very, 2008, like... Yeah. What was real hip hop at that time? Like Kanye West was singing. Like yeah. Kanye West. Mm. But, but I can't lie. The, the fun thing is in Nigeria. Did a whole album I called the Eight Eight Heartbreaks. Like Soldier Boy. It was a, Soldier Boy had popped up. Like yeah. and it was the same debate we had globally when Soldier Boy popped up and everyone yeah. was like, "Yo, this ain't real hip hop." It's like, "Yo, we anything is real hip hop." <laughs> we were behind here. Oh, so this is this guy trying guys, to overdose. They were yeah. doing like real hip hop. Do you understand? But Neto came with like the balance. Hmm. You know, and I feel like maybe someone like a mood in an attempt to like protect his turf would always be condescending to another and, and the other hip hop yeah, guys, you know, in the, the community. other sort of guys, you know. And I don't really know how well them Nato, them Soski, them merged with them Elajo, them Moodline, Iblis, them. I feel like it was two very separate camps. Yeah, two generations too. Yeah, yeah. them Moodline were older, them Nato. Somewhere from abroad, somewhere not. Yeah. But they were like modern kids. And they had two different ways of looking at things. You know. So I don't know. That point stands, but I also think you now need to look at what came next. Because 2008, I think MI came out in 2009. I want to go into that. Did comparison. MI come out before NATO? So they NATO came out after it was at the same, same time. time. They the dropped the time. debut album at the same time. I wanted to go there now. Great that you mentioned. 
while Neto was also, you know, breaking in, dropped the album, everybody loved it. You know, M.I. had that whole cult following as yeah. well and released his very own album. Heavy. Illegal music and... You know, and, and, and two of them actually, M.I. dropped, talked about it, Neto dropped, you know, my P, and they both ushered in the new sound of hip-hop. Yeah. And funny thing is, if you look at it, they came out the same way. Hmm. Now, as you said it, you know, I mentioned like Big Time earlier. Yeah. I found big out time was M. breaking M. big time yeah, was breaking the records as well. All the money, all those songs that yeah. I mean, ninety nine plays the songs that before talk about it that ended up on talk about yeah. it. Is that thing about like NATO? Is you know you're learning from like each person that's coming. So Mi came out with illegal music, which was those were basically covers. Like he yeah. was, was using illegal music before his album. Yeah, no, talk about yeah. it came out first. Really? Did yeah. it? Really? Well, you he, know, he, but he, now, do you know the thing? Do you know ex- the funny thing? I'll explain there were songs from illegal music that had been playing on radio before. Thank talk you. about, talk it. about thank it. you. Thank you. Thank you. Because it's, it's confusing. It's wild that yeah. you said that because that I remember. Problems. I remember. Like you're right. I remember my last year. They my last couple. Those cuts on radio. You know, it's like my last couple of years in Corona. I'm a senior. I have a laptop. Yeah. I can listen to music anytime I want. So the first thing was, Neto was the one that like we were listening to at the time. Like, yeah. you know Shani, like bro, Shani could not say, Shani could not like end the sentence without doing yes boss. Yeah. Like, it was first, and then it was, so it was like, it was Neto, then I remember illegal music was the one where we're like, and you know those arguments you have in school where like there's some people who are NATO stands, there's some yeah. people who are MI stands, and it's like you're comparing the two. Was that comparison going on? Yeah, yeah. it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Uh-uh. Yeah, it was. Uh-uh. I knew I knew it happened when the when you know um MI picked up best hip hop album. Before that, and, bro, and for before me, that, it was before that, going it was on. And it, I had, it was I, Oh wow! Because to us, NATO came first. So there were a bunch of us who were the NATO guys. Yeah. yeah. Then there were the MI guys who felt like Yo, MI is better lyrically. Like, yeah. MI can enter more pockets and all yeah. that. Yeah. But us, I think it was just... It's that thing. I think because Nito maybe... had an emotional attachment. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you like Nito, it was emotional. For that yeah. driving, that culture and lifestyle. Yeah. yeah. That was the connection. Like, MI is like, you can rap, but we don't really have that connection to you. Yeah, just a guy can, can MI made it... MI made hip-hop like, sociable. Yeah. Yes. I think, to be honest, that, again, is also... Like, because I think... The difference between the two of them was that I think NATO lent more towards like the aspirational elements of rap. Yeah. We had seen Jay Z become an executive. Yeah. And I think basically a lot of NATO's content was, you know, it's that lifestyle thing. Like, yeah. if you could do this, Jay Z, TI, all yeah. those guys, like, this is what we're trying to go on. And I think MI was more everyman. Like, yeah. MI was documenting what. Yeah. Like some of those songs, if you were poor, you could relate to it. Yeah. If you were rich, you could relate yeah. to it. But money it was more, it was money quick yeah. to go. exactly. Yes. Yeah. And one thing now, a cheat card that now for me, I'm a NATO fan. Yeah. You know, and when it comes to the NATO MI argument, I will always back NATO. But that does not mean mm. that in my quiet time, I don't acknowledge. The How greatness MI of Mr. Incredible. Yeah. Now, I feel like MI is a well-rounded musician. Yeah. More than Neto. Neto is a nice rapper and he used to produce. Yeah. Right. But MI is a musician. Yeah. MI can sing, he can enter gospel, he can enter calabar music, he can yeah. do all sorts. He can do African rap number one. thing one. I do not like about MI is that even though he's smart, MI figured out that Nigerians don't really understand rap music. So he dumbed down. 
So if I just get a rhyme scheme, I can that run with everything that. Everything rhymes. Yeah. They will scatter. And I feel like that is one thing MI used to kill this country. MI's rhyme scheme was sharp. Yeah. But sometimes, I'm not saying every time, but yeah. sometimes if you listen to what he's saying, it's not worth the rhyme scheme. You want to question it, right? Yes. It's but not Nate, worth the rhyme Nato scheme. Doubled Nato, down Nato used to tell nice his, stories. Though. He doubled down on his style and said, I'm not compromising for anybody. Yeah. Yeah. And even when I give you guys you know, that lamba in the chorus. Yeah. You see those verses? I'm going to set those fire bars off. Yeah. 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 Another thing I hated that, M.I., I feel like, M.I. is great, but I feel like he took advantage of our lack of intelligence when it comes to rap music. He said I've this, seen Saga, when you guys had your big fight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've seen I've seen M.I. perform so many times, yeah, and he rap on one of his verses and he start doing, you start saying it very fast and everybody say, oh! M.I., took advantage of us in this country. Not saying that he's not a mad rapper, because yeah. M.I. Dope. Do you understand? Dope. Very, very, very dope. dope. But at the same time, I realized his cheat code. If nobody saw the cheat code, me, I saw it. Mm. The other thing I think I M.I. had was that it's that conversation we're having about the hip-hop heads not accepting Nito. Yeah. M.I. was more acceptable to yeah. them yeah. because yeah. he did what those guys wanted. Yeah. But he just did it, you know, with a different formula. But yeah. it's still the same, like... Same thing. Same, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's the same thing. But one thing I really appreciate about M.I. is um, when M.I. first came out, you could tell that he was very hands-on on his sound. Yeah. And that chocolate sound. You know how he had, like, this organ sort of the, sound? Yeah. That was very... Yeah. yeah. And that year... Did you see M.I. perform live that time? Yeah. Like... There's a performance I would never forget in my life. And the thing is, Nato performed at the same show. Mm. But MI's performance stands out too much to me. That was one day calls Moshi to Mohit. Mohit. I went there with my Popsy. You know, my Popsy is in advertising. Yeah. So they were running some materials at the time. He had an activation agency. And I think it was close up or something that was <laughs> activating there. But yeah, my popsy shot took me sure, along. And but I remember Emma's performance, like he had just come out, but you know, safe. So like for the performance, he redid it. So like it was live organs that yeah. were playing. And then, you know, and the, models the, the, the would come band on stage and, everything, and yeah. the models would like pose and they would stay on that pose for like five seconds. Hmm. And they would like go down, squat for like five seconds. <laughs> Emma was amazing. I was like, who the fuck is this? Because <laughs> I had I had heard safe, I had heard all those like illegal music yeah. things from big problems time, and all that chemistry, yeah. all those people. But when I saw him perform live, I was like, wow, this guy is a genius. So that's the leg MI has mm. over NATO. MI is a genius creatively, yeah. musically. He will always outbeat in NATO. But I feel like when it comes to music that speaks to me, yeah. Is NATO. It's NATO. But I still know that I'm MI is. <laughs> I want to talk about serious. NATO's branding and just his. Im- so, under his branding, the image and the persona, right? Mm. He was very critical about it and very consistent with yeah, it yeah. in the videos, in the music, in the messaging. How important do you think image, branding, and persona is in selling music? For a very long time, Nigerian artists just thought, you know what, if I sell the music, they'll love me and everything. Yeah. But it's almost like before the music started, Neto said, I am going to 
stick to this branding and sell it and stick to this persona and sell it. Again, I think there's like an element of like the Jay-Zification of like music because I think Jay-Z was the first person who understood. And I mean, when I say Jay-Z, I'm also referring to like Damon Dash, that whole like Rockefeller yeah. crew where they understood like, you know, they were selling a lifestyle, but at the time they didn't have ownership of that lifestyle. Like, I don't know if you guys have heard the stories of Jay-Z going to be like the, what's it called? The fashion brand they were collaborating with at the time. Yeah. They asked for equity. They didn't give them. Yeah. So they went and started Rockefeller. Um, Rockaway. Rockaway. And it was that element. And then, you know, it's kind of like, it filtered down. It's true. So you're looking at that time, Jay-Z had become an executive. Like, we remember when Jay-Z dropped the jerseys for like, the corporate shirts yeah. for the suits. Yeah. Get a suit dog, tape it up. Yeah. So I think, you know, is that element of being a hip hop head? You're kind of seeing where this thing is going. Like you're not just t- t- telling stories through your bars. You're yeah. telling stories through what you're wearing. Yeah. So like a lot of the things NATO had at the time is what we would call Altair today. Like the Ankara- thing, bro. If you think about it, NATO is like TZU. Yeah. Because you know all these things like the things we say now, like rocks. Yeah. For instance. Mm. Or like what's TZ Alter TZ was the one who came up with the alter like phrasing. <laughs> when dashikis like NATO pioneered a lot, a lot of Yeah. Things. So like things we used to say. Like yes, boss. Yeah. P. P. What's the P? Then still the, say that to this day. The the house uh, hat. Yeah. The northern, the, then the northern let's not hat, forget yeah. how powerful those storm t-shirts were. Super. The Ankara hoodie. If you give them, them the, the keep, keep. If you give them the hat, <laughs> if you give them the hat with the T, the house hat with the scarf. Oh, and Lord. Amma keep keep T. Uh uh-uh. uh. You are ready for the party? Best bar for our socials. Uh-uh. Amma keep keep T with the scarf. With the with the, with the, the, the Arab with the scarf. NATO, you can even take it for that. Give them NATO shades. Shirts. Shirts. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. It's over. It's a wrap. <laughs> No, and, they, and really, they really the branding uh, they, the branding also translated you know on the album cover and interesting that you mentioned Nelson Jack working for Storm Records he actually he did designed that cover, yeah. the cover. He did that cover and while you know doing my research for this finding that out I'm like look at how Nelson Jack has kind of grown to managing stages from designing album, album covers, covers. That's, yeah. that's the growth and you talked about all the people that actually came from the Storm Records family, Bizzo, Asa, you know, Ayorotimi, so many people. For the production of this album, the production for me is A1. Yeah. Like these guys, I don't think I've heard it in terms of like putting out the kind of music, the lifestyle kind of music. I don't think I've heard a better produced album. This is A1 production. Uh, And I, I start to wonder, listening to this album in 2020, how were these guys able to come up with this sound in 2008? Yeah. You know, T.Y. Mix, V.C. Perez, Don Jazzy, they basically handled the album. Don Jazzy just produced one song. Um, Asher. Asher, yeah, Asher. And, you know, when they call his feature twice and he's yeah. featured back to back. Yeah. yeah. You know, we need to also talk about how Storm and Mohit, Mohit. were like cousins. Yeah. And you remember the you know my P album? Yeah. I'm sorry, the you, you know my P uh, you should know my P video, right? Yeah, yeah. they were all of them. Them. All them. They were all of them. All of them. Yeah. Should we listen to all a shower produced by Don Jazzy? Very progressive track. <laughs> <laughs> now we realize. Oh seven was a blessing. Now they know the P. Uh-uh. From Lagos to SA, they know the Steve. Uh-uh. 
This pretty lady never fails to drive me crazy Now she's calling me baby And I'm thinking like maybe Cause she fine and she wine Very fine, very fine Yeah, she used to be yours But now she say that she mine Uh-uh, what you not go do? What you not go say? This fatal W-F-A Just because she dance like this Doesn't mean that you should be just because she danced like this Doesn't mean that you should tease And the way she broke it down It make the guys they come around I'm sure you wanna hear it too Hold your thoughts my brother You know me city girl Let's talk about production. Let's go back to production. Ty makes VC Perez. We saw what they did on Sasha's album. They do it on this album. Do you think this album, see, like Whiskey's album, Superstar, became a template? Mushin to More Hits became an instant template. But in Neto C's, you know, IP didn't become a template. Why do you think so? Do you think it, it, it was because it became unattainable to make, like to remake or to redo? Or or people just said, you know what, I can't even, let me just work on another sound. Because the production to me is, like we said, it's elite. It's, it's, it's A1. It's, it's top class. If there was international exposure at the time into Nigerian, you know, for Nigerian music, I think that that album would have definitely hit the international charts, the world charts and, and the likes. Why do you think nobody tried recreating that sound or the elements of that sound on the album? I think Neto was very, like, particular to himself. So, like, Neto is, like, a bit of a one-of-one. One one. But at the same time, I feel like there was... Neto set a template that was actually followed, but unfortunately, a lot of the people that followed that template did not have long careers. Mm. So I think that when Neto's first album came out... There was the second wave of storm. Yeah. And the second wave of storm was General Pipe, Source Kid. Yeah. Before he put pen to paper, but he was an affiliate. There were a few guys that Nato used to work with at the time. Yeah. That he used to make music with. But none of those people really had long standing careers per se. Mm. I even remember like Nato C and Ikechuku. No, Ikechuku and Source Kid were meant to put out this joint mixtape called OK Hello or something. Never came out. Mm. Uh, Ikechuku too had like some mixtapes was promoting at that time. Never came out. The unfortunate thing about that Nigerian hip-hop era is it was a lot of short-lived eras that didn't really go how they were meant to go. Two years, three years. So it's like Neto's album gave birth to some sounds and some people were adopting that sound, but they never really went far, per se. The same way I'll say like how, you know, like how Night House came with street scriptures. Or yeah, in 2010. A classic album. I right? spoke to Timmy Gomez. But if you look at what came out of that album, it is almost depressing. Mm. Almost nothing. Mm came out of the album. Such a... As regards careers blowing up Yeah, from there, such yeah. a landmark album. Even if you pick up like DJ Jimmy Jad's um, definition. Yeah. If you look at the track list on that album, till today, you won't know 80% of the artists there. Mm. 
And that's a classic album. Yeah. So I feel like there were a lot of thriving cultures in Nigerian hip-hop at that time that were really ignored. You know, really, really ignored and yeah. not documented. So the victories, we won't know them. You know, I think what you said, mm. like, thinking about it, so now, what kind of stands to me is lack of continuity. Exactly. So you see, like, with... Storm, you can see the like the lineage. So it's Ikechuku, Sasha, yeah, Nito. Yeah. So that sound had been honed and like tweaked. After Nito, there was no one. And I remember because I watched like your old facts only, where towards the end yeah, of Nito, there was a Nito C episode where you were, what next? Yeah, you were saying what next? And like one of the things you said was that Nito didn't have he didn't carry he didn't people. co-sign anyone. Yeah. His successor. He didn't have anyone that was like coming after him. So that, I think, kind of was why that sound didn't spread because yes. if there was someone there that they kind of like had incubated, you know, they'd incubated the yes. sound and then they'd yes. incubated this artist and then they rolled it out yes. with the same formula. The person yes. could probably have gone further than they did. Yes. But I think because of, again, at the time, there was a lot of like instability yeah. in Storm. And yeah. with Nito like taking time off to go to school and then coming back and... I just think yeah, that lack of continuity wasn't yeah. like the continuity wasn't there, so it's kind of why like the sounding grow. Yeah, mm. and from like me that was interning in Storm somewhere a bit after that time, yeah, I felt like Nato. So when I was in Storm was when Young Six was signed. Yeah, now, between me and you, Nato and DJ Neptune were making a conscious effort to carry Young Six in particular along. When and, um, and, and he kind of had the style, yeah, it yeah. was something so I he, they could work with. Then, if Elmogbe was managing Nito, and of course, if, if Elmogbe is managing, you are going to be on Star Trek, so, yeah. So, Young Six, they always used to call Young Six to like go and back him up. But I feel like Nito didn't have this like purpose driven that okay, I'm going to find somebody. I felt like he was doing it for Young Six that time because he knew that Storm was unentangling or whatever. Storm was unstable. Yeah. And he liked Young Six, so he wanted to give him a bit of stability. Yeah. And he even did it with that Efeiwara at the time. F-A-Wara. But at this time, yeah. it was becoming like a bit late, you know. A lot of people don't know this, but Nito wanted to sign Budge and Ajebota when they did what you want. want yeah. yeah. When they did what you want. Dope. Now that was something that, that Nito was, should that, have done. That was the beginning of making no cost fights. But I think that was even a little bit late. It was already it was late. late. It was, it was late. late. It was late. It was late. Nito should have done that thing like three years earlier. I honestly feel like you know my dream, like Nito trajectory, and yeah. was that if he just fara ballad on his ego small. Sorry to say this. He just fara ballad small. And he was early on that DRB wave, like early. Yeah, bro, bro. If Nato signed Damn. DRB, Damn. it's not even just DRB. People, the whole people forget that Nato, Nato basically broke David. Like Nato yes. broke David. Like Nato broke David. That's another one. Like back when about it, like yeah. even look at like the people that are around Isa. Like Nato, Nato could have really positioned himself. Yeah, he, he could really have been the, because Isa was managing Bodge, right? Yes. yes. Neto could have been the creative. Issa would have been the like the, the structure, guy. the business yeah. guy. That's a partnership. They're family, so it would have gone 
Yeah. Perfect. And it's a it's again yes. it's a continuation of that storm thing. Yeah. If he yeah. had if when he was scorching hot with ten over ten, shit. He just yelled Isaramo, being one of these your boys, so he saw that boy David do that time. God damn it. Imagine what would have happened. Or he was early on the DRB wave. Because yeah. me, I feel like fresh LTC and to see links, they are the same thing. Floss. They're the same thing. They, first of all, they are all good MCs. Yeah. They're the same thing. They are all good MCs. Yeah. Yeah, hindsight, Ooh, hindsight is twenty twenty. Links need to see fresh LTZ. Basically, I'm telling you, it's not even just that. Every alter artist, yeah, they are the same person. Even Dio, Bro, Dio, Dio looks up to Nato. Dio started making music because of Nato. And you managed Dio? Yes. Wow. And I used to work. So I have two stints with Nato, and we need to get to the second stint. I'm hoping it will come up later. Yeah. Now I have two stints with Nato. Interning a storm, I didn't really interact with Nato much, but. I owe to me being my line manager used to send me to do stuff on Neto. Yeah. Now Neto liked me because I was a dance friend. So yeah. there was a bit of connection you know, there, yeah. But when I worked for Asa, I worked for Storm Stop. before uni. I worked for Asa after uni. Stargaze. Yeah. That was when Neto, I really worked with Neto on an intimate level. Yeah. Now I worked with Neto on an intimate level, unfortunately, at the end of his career. Right. The later part, the ve- the closing part, and it was sort of thing where it was like, that's when he started thinking about ah, maybe I should sign Bojo. The succession plan. Maybe I sign Bojo, and I feel like at that time it was too late mm. because now this is very painful for me, right? And this is why in this music game I don't have emotions because I look up to Neto so much. Mm. Bro, I came back and I worked with Issa and we released Day One. Neto C's most flopped album ever. Two flopped albums. Festival, Festival and, Day and, Day and Day One. I love Day One, by the way. Day One is amazing. Festival, I don't really I know. I love Gentleman on Festival. I don't know. <laughs> At today with Malik Berry is nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, if Neto is listening to this piece, my bomb, as in, we did for you. I love you. I just saying, you understand, bro. I saw how that festival album came out. Yeah, I was working for Ace at that time, and I could tell that Neto's head just wasn't in music anymore. You know, at, at, at some it point, wasn't. it wasn't. By the time Neto even dropped festival, this is 2016, right? Yeah. This is was eight it years. 16 or 14? I graduated. No, mm-hmm. I graduated. 14, I think it was 20, 14, 16. 16. It was 16. Are you serious? Yeah. I graduated uni 2015. I moved back July of that year. Yeah. I started working with Asa in October. We dropped that album the following year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is eight years after his debut. Eight years in the Nigerian space. It's pretty it's a, long that's time. That's a long time. Mind was, it? was a pretty long time, you His know. Mind was and this it. is after he had dropped the second album, which th- was pretty much successful. I personally think he checked out after the second album. Yeah, I think the, 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 the last that like final stage was yeah. more. He was still kind of feeling it, and I think it was the type of thing. Once he didn't connect, I think it probably confirmed what he was thinking or what he was feeling because yeah. he probably like he probably knew. And I think the thing, because Nato, I think, was very intentional in how long he wanted to do music. Yeah. I feel like he was always here for a short time. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Like, I think he was very, he knew what he wanted. Because yeah. on the on the Brotherhood thing with, um, on Kemi Adetiba's, like, documentary series, yeah. he said it, that, like, he understood and acknowledged that music was... For the time being, for the time being, that you, you can't, you can't, you can't do music and like feed his family mm. for 10, 15 years, like doing music. Yeah. I think, which was why he took, because when you think about it, like he took time out at his peak. 
yeah. to go back to school. He was always thinking about like you. You drop an album; it's a banger of an you're album. You're the biggest artist, one of the you, biggest you artists in the country. Travel out to go do your masters. You take Who a year. Does out. That? Nobody does that. <laughs> it's crazy. But you come back and give it to them again, again, yeah, with four or five singles. Yeah, five and six, ten over ten. Share my blessings and a couple yeah. of other singles. And to be honest, another thing is, I think we also kind of have to acknowledge how young he was, because I think when the young. when the first album dropped, he was about twenty six. Yeah, that's young. That's really young. And, and I'm so, older than twenty six now. Like and, so, and, and you're not going to drop a rap album now. I'm not. <laughs> so I think, like you know, like I think I guess we have to cut him slack for not having that like longevity because yeah. at that age, twenty six is old. He enough. just he just wanted to just like. I'm sure for him it was just you know what let me get the album out let me fulfill my yeah my dreams. but I don't think he was thinking about yo what am I like I could be eating off this when I'm 40 and I don't even have to make the music like mm. he was young so he just probably was just here doing it in the moment yeah, yeah. and so like um, I guess it's a lesson for all these guys to learn it's yeah a lesson. that like you know what you should be thinking ahead ahead long term long term. So the album dropped 2009 Headies. The album was nominated for Best Rap Album in the same group with M.I.'s Talk About It, yeah. Paradigm Shift by Mood 9, oh. and Lord of Ajasa's oh. Second Turning by The Right. Oh, the album to loses to, to Talk fight. About I It, M.I. I remember where I am and I read oh. the results and I am super pissed because I, I feel, I strongly I feel that Neto should have won. Because well, I knew it would happen. I, I felt, and until today, and I had M.I. on this on, on the podcast, and I told him... Oh, M.I. was on this show? Yeah, yeah, M.I. is on the, on the podcast. And I told him, I said, Neto's album should have won Best Rap Album over Talk About It. What did he say? But see, I can't, I don't know. Now, can't just, this argument, maybe he agreed, I can't bro, remember. this argument... Eh? Yeah. It's a very tough one. There's no winner, there's no loser. You can't win it. Because... I was the only one out of like 10, 15 people yeah. who felt like NATO should have won. Every other person felt Talk About It should have won it. You know, the funny thing about Talk About It is that when it dropped, the core fans of MI, the hip-hop heads they that love like MI, it. they didn't like the album. Yeah. And that's why he had to go do illegal music to satisfy them. Yeah. So how is this album that even your core hip-hop heads don't like gets to win over... Yeah, well, Remember at that time, the core hip hop heads in Nigeria were, were, were not regarded because even then they weren't representing themselves well. Yeah. So I feel like MI, one thing about MI is, as I said before, MI knows how to make music. Yeah. No, MI hacked the game. So if you, <laughs> if you don't. You, you hear records like yeah, money slow to enter. Exactly. If you're not really a rap head because of how beautiful he MI's built, music is. Yeah. He built a new fan base yes. who were not hip hop heads. Yes. The, other, yes. the, the other thing MI yes. did that was very clever yes. about was I think Talk About It is like the ultimate AR project. Yes. There was something when for you, everybody. When you even look at like the artists he collaborated with. Yeah. I don't think there was any artist. There was no blown artist. There was no blown artist. There was no high profile artist. But somehow he got all these guys into his world YQ, whiskey, to create like a, that to create something that was just became iconic. Window. Yeah. Then Banky, yeah. MI, those so guys. Though the three people that represent that generation is MI, Banky, and Nito. Yeah. The generation before is P Square, Debanj, and Two Face. Yeah. You know, generations like that. So he loses out to talk about it. MI wins it. But um, he wins best rap single, though. Yeah. Fucking a big deal. Yeah. Beating Kells, Wow, Wow, All Right, Modernize Talking to You, <laughs> and MI Safe. 
Yeah. Kimmy Big Deal was too big. Mm. It was too big. He swept the mamas See, though. Tola Odosi yeah. yeah. told me that at a particular time, Neto was the biggest artist in South Africa. Whether South African or not. Wow. He was the biggest artist in South Africa, hands down. And if you checked it, eh, Neto used to wear that Ama Keep Keep so much, you'd have thought he was his it clothing was South line. African. Yeah. You'd have thought it was his clothing line. Yeah. Okay. He rocked that piece so much. Everybody right? wanted his shirt. Yeah. He was big. He was huge. But I feel like MI MI sound captured Niger by the ball. Neto also lost to MI um in the hip hop world revolution of the year category. Also nominated in that category was Banky W and Nikki Laoye. That was, that was a tough one. That was a tough one. So yeah. Wait, Revelation of the Year was Banky, MI, MI, and Nikki Laoye. And MI won. MI won. Yeah. That was not bad, sure. Not bad. It seems fair. Mm. I just I feel like I don't with, know if the, I with the trajectory Banky W has put down. Yeah. With the trajectory he has put down, I don't know, sure. You need to have another. When you're having a bank episode, you need to invite me on. Because what he's doing in like communications, yeah, like activations, super amazing, marketing, super amazing, super amazing. But there you have it, guys. Um, Nato C, you know my P album. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, what's the final thoughts from you guys? I just think that it's unfortunate that like. We haven't really documented. There's a very, very um, important era in Nigerian hip hop that was not documented very badly. And this Neto, you know, my P is only the pinnacle. But under that pinnacle, there were so many beautiful moments in hip hop that and stories. a lot of people don't know about. Even them Source Kid, all those guys, they released records that people never heard of. People never hear of till today. The boom. The boom bap guys, them thoroughbreds, yeah. overdose, yeah. all those guys. There's a lot of history, a lot of fantastic music that was put out in that time. And it's really painful how it's not really recognized. But I'm glad that at least Neto was able to reach that pinnacle. Yeah. Neto for me, my best Nigerian artist of all time for me. Mm. But I. I wish he would have lengthened his run. I wish he would have gotten proteges. Yeah. I wish he would have set up his label properly and continued his sound, more or less his legacy. Yeah. That's what I wish. I also wish that he was more friendly to the media. Yeah. Um, he was more engaging. Accessible. Yeah, he was more accessible. Because the moments he gave us are very, very cherishable moments. Yeah. And I feel like that, when M.I. did that thing, funny enough, after that weekend, M.I., um, Neto sent me a DM, you know. Neto sent me a DM thanking me for, like, the support I gave him during that weekend. That's nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm about to pull up the DM now. But I feel like he himself forgot how important he was till that weekend came. And when that weekend came and people were disrespecting him anyhow on Twitter, that's when I knew for sure that, okay, Neto should have lengthened his legacy. He should have signed people. Mm. He should have been more friendly to DJs. 
he should probably even put out more songs. The festival album or whatever, he should have released an album after that. We know that the album, let's even assume that the album did not exist to protect his legacy. Yeah. He should have put out another one. You know what I think? I think despite like, you know, the tail end of his career, I think first five, six years of his career kind of just covers. No, no, they are great. They are great. And it kind of covers for every other I don't know if I feel this way about the tail end because I was there. Yeah. No, yeah. That's another what, thing. What you're saying, because for me, I'm on the I'm the complete opposite. Mm. I'm of the belief that like, you know, those first two albums, like it's they were enough. Top. Yeah. And what and I think this is why for me Nato's legacy is really strong was that I did like bro, we've seen the band post more hits. Yeah. Every year for me has been embarrassing to watch yeah. because I think this guy is like. I think this was the first embarrassing year. No, musically, like, musically, musically, okay, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, musically. Okay, okay, like every year, like because I'm like, yo, this guy was this guy was the hottest guy of me growing up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm watching him like scramble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love the I love the fact that I did not see that with Nito. Yeah, yes. I love the fact that he kind of he left at his own he time. Left, he, he left gracefully. Like yes, I did not have did. to witness him fifteen years into the game. Like he's not dropping. just dropping like dead bars and dead songs. Um, so I wish more people would like learn from that because I think people would like. We need to look beyond you know like this moments. Like we need to look beyond this hot song. Like if you don't see yourself doing it like long term, I think. I want people to be able to transition out of music gracefully. Yeah. So you were hurt five years ago, but you're doing other things. Yeah. You're allowed to do other things. No one is going to hate you for it. We might still like, oh, yo, we I need to miss you. Like we miss you. But like, that's why the old albums exist. Mm. Like we got to listen to it. <laughs> and that feeling, because the feeling I got, like listening, the feeling I get listening to, you know, my P, I listen to that album not every month, but maybe every couple of months. And like, sometimes I'm still rapping along to it. Yeah. Like I'm still remembering what it meant to me then. That is enough. Yeah. Like I don't need you to come and be hustling, like getting the next hot artist on your single and it's yeah. not doing anything. And it's just like, yo, why are you doing this to me? Because when I tell my kids that you were the hottest when I was younger, they won't understand. They can't yeah. believe it because they've just seen you like at your worst. So, um, I think like Nato's career, I mean, the way it happened, I think there are a lot of like lessons that I wish more industry people like took along. Yeah. Not everyone is going to be David or Whiskey. Exactly. Or Burner and, and last as long as they do. Sometimes you have a calling that is outside music that you need to attend to. Yeah. Now, this is something I have come to realize in my own personal career. Sometimes you have a calling outside music that you need to attend to. However, I feel like with the stature that he was, yeah. I just wanted to see, should I say sub Nettles or Nettle produces, you know, at least one or two. You know, with what you're <laughs> saying, there's another flip side for me again. And I think it captures the limitations of hip hop in Nigeria. Yeah. yeah. Where hip hop has never, like Nato MI there made it the dominant genre for like a year or two. But hip hop has always probably been the fourth or maybe fifth biggest genre. Hip-hop like, is it like a stepchild genre in Nigeria. Exactly. Yeah. So it kind of... Um, it's difficult. Yeah, it's very difficult because like 
what's the yardstick you're going to use to judge him? Like to judge Neto? John Nito and MI, because I think uh, those guys, those guys, there's, there's you no use them to judge. Yeah, that's the point. There's nobody. There's nobody. There's nobody, there's nobody who's they, done they, it better. They literally are the SIU. They're the pinnacle. Yeah. They're the pinnacle. So yeah. it's that like you know what? Um, they tried, and they you just have, you just have to contextualize it they that we're in a country where hip hop is not as big as we like it to be. Yeah. Like oh, yeah, there's always going to be Afro beats. Or Afro pop, the gospel yeah. guys who are doing crazy huge numbers, numbers. in silence, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like in those silence. guys are doing yeah. crazy numbers, and, and you still have to look at Fuji. Look yeah, at and if you when you're even thinking of the gospel who guys, are doing crazy numbers offline, yeah, because when I think of the gospel guys, I just think of the fact that those guys could potentially have a concert every week. They do <laughs> because they go to church. They church. do. That's we just don't know. Yeah, like yeah, so. Those, those yeah, guys no. are going to. Those guys are going. Those guys are going. Like they go to church. Then at the end of the year, they have experience because, like, religion is a very central part. Yeah. Of this country, so when you like, there's a lot of money. We, we have to. <laughs> Hip hop has to be built to that level. Exactly. For it to be appreciated exactly. that much. Exactly. And I feel like, okay, maybe hip hop of today they are adapting. And even like if we talk about the hip hop flag bearers of today, I don't really know who to call, but that's a topic for another day. Yeah. But I feel like the hip hop flag bearers of that time. Now, I, I don't want it to be as if in this podcast we are flogging their mode too much. Because mm. <laughs> we have flogged them a bit in this episode. But they were the first ones. Mm. They were the first. They said the precedent. They were the first. And the tone that they brought to hip hop, yeah, it has lasted and it has caused lasting problems for us. Because you have to break out. Well, you start to question. You start to question. I love mode. What kind of hip hop yes. am I doing? If I sing, is it a problem? Yes, you know, and all those other. Allow yeah. people be free. They didn't allow people be free. Now the Neto came. They did their own. Their mode were forming like these guys are not the real guys. Okay, their mode have now phased out. But that mode nine mentality is still there. It's still there in the sense of, okay, first of all, this guy that is rapping, why is he using a vocal? Oh, in his mother tongue and all that, yeah. Do you understand? A lot of people, when they talk about hip-hop, they will not mention Olamide. Mm. They will not mention Fino. Who are hip-hop, primarily hip-hop artists. Yeah. They will not. They will, Primar- not, they will not even mention Reminis. Primarily hip hop artists. Now, what I'm about to say is about to be very, very controversial, bro. Hip hop world awards last year, best rap song they were nominating Paper Colleon, Alpha Ogini. I love those guys, but it seemed like a charity program to me. Mm. It's a charity program. You're nominating Paper Colleon for a heady, and Pretty Boy Dio doesn't have a heady nomination. You want mm. to put the numbers together? Mm. Talk Wait, that talk I, I, to you. I just want to say, I just want to say, you want to put the numbers together. As rap, as rap now, singles. Now, yeah. if a paper Colleon and Alpha Ogini, not as rappers, as artists, qualify for a heady? No, they don't. Mm. So is hip hop now a charity organization that we look for the people that are, they can rap, let's support them. Hip hop is not a supporting program. Mm. Hip-hop today is turning into a supportive program. Rappers are beginning to sound like children in Pampers <laughs> that are saying, this is what we want to do. Come and support us. I don't want to support you. 
come and meet me where I am. Connect with, with connect with I the, want. Use the music to connect with the people. Do you understand? Bro, do you see the Hades nomination list last year? Paper, Alpha, yeah. all these guys. How many views do they have? What are you nominating them for? It's funny that you're saying this because like, you think mm. this year, one of the biggest success stories has been Ladipo. Bro, yeah, and they will not nominate him for I'm him. like, I want to see what that energy is like if at the end. They do of not the nominate Ladipo for Hedy next year. I, I know there's a problem. I, he definitely deserves it. He, he, he deserves it, and yeah. it took a long He's been able to grow it. It took a long I'm actually really proud of him. Oh, like, has, just the way he he's has nailed involved. it yeah. with this song. Yeah, he has nailed it. Let me leave you guys with nato since we're talking about what kind of hip-hop we should make let me leave you with one of my favorite nato c songs where he's singing all through ringtone Cause she never wants to argue with me Look at that body on her I'm so lucky she's mine You want designer bags You get two at a time Cause every single show I do I split my money in two So I can put some in the bank And purchase something for you Look at that body on her I'm so happy she's mine I love the ringtone that she makes When I'm twisting the spine There you have it, guys. Hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to subscribe to a Music in Time podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Rate and review it as well. Don't forget to share with friends and subscribe to our newsletter. You can find all the good links in the description below. And of course, follow us on all social media platforms. Thank you. and catch you guys on the next episode.